Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Hello, hello. Welcome to Audacity Works. I am your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode 30, in which I really want to talk about the myth of the independent woman. So as soon as I said the independent woman, uh, what did you see in your head? Um, Because to me, it looks very Instagrammable. It's like a woman in a car that she bought, of course, and she's holding a cup of something and she's driving. She has a peaceful look on her face and she's listening to some song that she likes in this Uh, moment happens to all of us probably all of the time uh, but we don't think of ourselves as I I have become the independent woman and like it does not absolutely need to be gendered it's just so frequently falling on the shoulders of femme people so while I in no way mean that this doesn't affect everyone or could affect anyone, uh, I do think that it's worth saying the independent woman because you don't usually hear tropes about the independent man, you know. I've never heard anyone say, oh yeah, that that guy, you know, he's an independent man. That just sounds weird. They would just say he's independent because it's only femme people who need a qualifier, apparently. Oh, she's an independent woman. And it means something different from when someone is saying that uh, a masculine presenting person is independent because of course he is. Um, Why wouldn't he be? Isn't that like the natural way? No, Uh, but I digress. So what is the independent woman? Uh, it's a trap. It's a trap, my friends. It is a trope. And uh, it's an ideal that looks like from the outside, everything is under control. You have all of your own resources that you created and that you uh, nurtured and they belong to you. So you have all the resources that you need to take care of your own needs and the needs of your kids if you have them and your family if you want to. And since you have all of these resources, you have ultimate choices, like so many choices, like you made it, you're independent, and you don't need anybody. And that's a trap. Don't fall for the idea of the independent woman. It is a trap. And the closest thing I can reckon it to, and if I'm like trying to make um, an alignment or a metaphor of some sorts is perfectionism, right? Um, because people boast that they're perfectionists. If someone boasts to me that they're a perfectionist, I feel embarrassed for them. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. That sucks for you. Because perfectionism is like, is being held under the boot of an impossible ideal because perfection does not exist. Excellence exists, but no one walks around saying, I do excellent work. They say, I'm a perfectionist. And they do this by way of apologizing for the fact that they haven't finished anything. Because they can't finish anything. They're held under the heel of a boot of an ideal that does not exist. So how are they ever supposed to to finish anything or create anything? 
And the trope of the independent woman works the same way. It is heralded and looked at in a favorable light. There's a soft focus lens on the independent woman. You're like, oh yeah, she's got her shit together. She's got resources. She makes her own decisions. She buys her own cars. She pays her own bills. Uh, she plans her own fucking funeral. And it's right there in the description. Like the independent woman doesn't need anyone. That is not possible. But we don't see it that way. Because of the soft focus lens that is placed on uh, the trope of the independent woman, we don't even identify that it's right there in the language uh, that it is an impossible ideal because there is no success that happens in a vacuum. Uh, There's no life that happens in a vacuum. Maybe I saw one like on Reddit or something, a man that had been alone in the jungle his entire life. And yeah, he looked pretty happy. But you know, none of us, if you're listening to this podcast, that's not you. Uh, It's not me. And it's not going to happen. But because of the soft focus lens, we don't look at it that way. We look at it through um, idealistic lenses. And uh, we think that in order to be a good feminist and a strong femme presenting person, uh, we have to be independent. And while the benefits of actual independence are still positive things, like creating your own resources, making your own money, that's great. There is no sport that I enjoy more than watching femme people, uh, queer people, trans people, non-binary people make money. It's a great sport. I cheer in the stands of that sport. But that's not what the trope of the independent woman is about. The trope of the independent woman is about doing everything yourself. So while being independent is still a positive thing uh, when taken within the context of you live in a world where you are never in a vacuum. So to be independent in this way means that you have taken personal responsibility for your health, your well-being, your financial stability uh, to whatever extent Uh, works for you and in your family life and your situation like that's still a positive thing however that's not what the trope is espousing to us what the trope is espousing to us is doing everything on your own never asking for help being unwilling to ask for help being unwilling to need anyone being unwilling to receive support and help from anyone because if you receive help and support, it means that you're not an independent woman. And the positive aspect of being independent without the soft focus lens is the, uh, an idea about freedom. Like if you're independent, then you're free. But the result of the trope of the independent woman is, bitch, you are not free. You are the last thing to free. If we give in and strive for the trope of the independent woman, you are not free. You are indentured to a societal conditioning of an ideal that promises that you're a good and strong and worthy person. You're a good feminist. If you can do everything yourself and you don't need support or help from any corner, um, you're also almost guaranteed to be burnt out, exhausted, and miserable. That is not free. And when we're unconsciously striving for this ideal, it leads to taking on mass amounts of unpaid labor and and invisible labor. 
because you're not allowed to ask for help. Because you, if you ask for help, then you have shattered the image uh, and you're no longer independent. So I've made my feelings pretty clear on this already. Uh, so I have an exercise for you. Um, I said a few minutes ago, nobody has success in a vacuum. Like we, we live amongst people. So my question to you is, uh, what is success to you? Uh, I want to invite you to like pause this podcast, um, sit down and write out the answer to that question and really think about it. Like, I don't know, go take a walk and think about, okay, what, what is my idea of success? What does it look like? Um, you, you, you're sitting around in your life and you're like, okay, I'm successful. What do you hear? What do you see? What do you taste? Um, what do you smell? And how do you feel? Who is around you? And what is on your agenda for today in this successful day of yours? Like seriously, pause the podcast and go write that out. I just, I, I want to invite you to come to terms with your idea of success um, because it's probably different from the one that has seeped into your brain, perhaps from uh, outside conditioning. What is success to you? And most importantly, what does it feel like? What is the feeling that we're trying to achieve here? I'll wait. Okay, so let's assume that you did that. <laughs> Uh, what is the feeling that you identified, uh, or more than one? You know, what does it feel like to be success, but uh, to be successful and to have success? What does it feel like? Maybe it felt safe, like you could relax. Uh, you knew that your needs were going to be met. Um, perhaps you felt at peace, or maybe you just felt excited for the next day because you got to do what you did today again, and that was awesome. So let's do that again. But I doubt very seriously that any of you came up with the answer of isolated. Success to me means being totally isolated and having no one like in your corner to help you carry the load of this proverbial success. So you can see the fallacy uh, that's wrapped up behind the soft focus lens. The idea of independence, the way that it is referred to uh, in, in cultural uh, language, when held under a microscope, it folds like a house of cards because it's not really the right word to be using. Like, uh, I've, I have built my own business, me personally, Rachel Strickland, I've built my own business and, and it supports me. Does that make me independent? No, no because I have done nothing alone. Uh, and every single cycle, like the partnership that I have is with all of the people that I'm working with in the Audacity Project. It's with the audience when I'm performing. There's, there is no vacuum at all. And if I sound angry, um, I am, but I'm not angry at you. <laughs> if you are like, oh shit, that's me. Uh, I've been laboring under the trope of the independent woman. I'm not mad at you. Hell no, I'm not mad at you. I'm I'm mad that you feel like you have to. I'm I'm mad that you feel like uh, anytime you do ask for help, you're just going to be let down or um, be open to scorn for <laughs> daring to need another human being to help you carry the immense load of human life. 
this comes up a great deal in the audacity project we have our own word for it um, because you know the independent woman uh, is a useful trope to uh, dissect but it's also gendered so what we what we call it in the audacity project is being an island like an island is independent they're resourceful self-reliant to their own detriment uh, and one of the main exercises that we do in the audacity project is swimming off the island building bridges to other islands or perhaps the mainland if we're following the metaphor and this is uh either really easy for people because they they like well they like working with other people they like working in relationship um and for some people it is literally their worst nightmare like they will write to me and be like this is my living hell i'm like i understand but since my job is to mentor people into um, having success in their creative practice and I know that that success is not going to come in total isolation it means that the bridges have to be built and you can be very particular about who you build bridges to and what islands you swim to you don't have to just swim to all the islands I'm like be particular go on but you can't do it in isolation. That is what I came to say in my digital soapbox today. I wanted to dissect the trope of the independent woman, and uh, I wanted to shed some light on, from my perspective, uh, it it's kind of insidious because it is heralded as a positive ideal and something to strive for, but in actuality, it's an immensely patriarchal concept and one that causes people to take on mass amounts of unpaid labor and emotional labor. So if you've been listening to this and resonating with it, uh, I I do have like something to tell you. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that sucks. Okay, have a good day. Um, but an, another exercise that you can do other than defining success in your own terms and what that actually feels like, and then maybe you can use that feeling and that word instead of the word independent, um, is to ask for something, like something small. And it doesn't matter if the answer is yes or no. That's not the object, or that's not the objective of the exercise, is not to get what you're asking for. Like, it would be nice, but um, it, we want to be sort of divorced from uh, being attached to the outcome of this ask. So ask for something. Uh, ask for a foot massage. Ask for, hey, can, do you mind buying my cup of coffee? Uh, if you're having coffee with somebody, like just ask for something. Hey, can you hand me a napkin? You know, it doesn't matter how small it is. It's just getting used to asking for things. And another thing is this um, wonderful book called The Art of Asking by Amanda fucking Palmer. Uh, that is her full name. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, Amanda Palmer's kind of like a, a, a visionary and, you know, she's given a very... A popular TED talk on the subject of asking for things. And that can be a very helpful way to, to begin to sort of unravel this isolation, you know, like being an island. Um, particularly if the reason that you don't want to be an island is that you don't want to bother anybody. Like, don't bother, bother people. Bother them. It's, they get to decide their own boundaries. Like, maybe they would love to do the thing that you're asking for. Um, who knows? Let's find out. So a little sh uh, shorter, a little sweeter today. Uh, I have an appointment, so I have to go. And 
Um, thank you so much for being here and letting me <laughs> rant in your ear. Uh, but it, it is a rant of love. Um, it's it's deeply a, a rant of love. So thank you for your ears. Thank you for your time. Uh, you can reach me always on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative. Would love to hear from you. Uh, or on Patreon at Rachel Strickland Creative. And extra th- shout out to my wonderful patrons uh, without whom this would not exist and would not be possible. So thank you so much for your support and for making my life so much better and not as an independent woman. Don't go back to sleep. <laughs>